going on fam david anthony here with the grip gaining relevant innovative perspectives i am your host and i want to say man it is always a joy and a privilege to have you hanging out with me much love uh, i'm giving to each one of you on today i thank you so much for just sharing your comments and encouragement for us to keep on this journey spreading information right here on the grip gaining relevant innovative perspectives man and i am so thrilled and always ecstatic when i am able to catch up with this outstanding dynamic young lady none other than the head coach of the unc wilmington seahawks i'm talking about nicole woods nicole how you doing i'm better than excellent rev how are you wow your name came up uh last week i was doing an interview uh with melvin birth and we started talking about sports and uh he told me that he had had the opportunity uh to coach you on an aau basketball team that would be accurate the only year that i played aau was for for melvin birth and we had our we had ourselves a time out there i don't know if we won a bunch of games but we had ourselves a good time and uh, again, one of the many that helped pour into me as a player and a person. Well, I'm telling you, in his book, you are a stellar player, just an outstanding young lady. And uh, so we had a, a wonderful time uh, dialoguing um, as he did a CPR class and then was kind enough to come back and to share on the podcast so we could spread out what to do this summer if you run into some things. But nevertheless, Coach Woods, congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I mean, I tell you, um, it's been something in the making. Um, I know we've had conversations that one day this uh, might be the next uh, uh, plateau for you. Um, and so here you are uh, down in Wilmington. Now, you know, Wilmington is 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 close to home for me. So right. you got all that all that beach water you got you gotta kind of be careful now. It'll it'll get <laughs> to you. It'll it'll really soothe and mellow you out. Um, how's it going to be now named the head coach of a basketball program? What does that feel like? It's an amazing feeling, you know. Unfortunately, I haven't even gotten to, to dip my toe in the, in the, the ocean water yet, uh, just with everything that uh, we have going on. But it's been an amazing feeling. I, I tell people, you know, when you tell God what you ain't going to do, you might as well start uh, start laughing because, mm. you know, I said for a long time, I did not want to be a head coach. And then wow. um, finally the good Lord said, well, this is what you're going to do. And I, I finally wow. stopped, stopped running. I felt like that person that's been called to preach that just keeps, you know, running away from their calling that, that wow. was me for, for a number of years. And I finally said, all right, Lord, whatever you have for me to do, you know, whether it's coaching, not coaching, um, I'm going to do it. And the moment I said that the next day is when I got the call from Wilmington. Wow. Well, kudos to you. Congratulations to you um, for being able to be named um, the head coach down there at UNC Wilmington. And for all of you who are just joining the program, this is David Anthony with The Grip, and I'm sitting here having this conversation with the newly named head coach, Nicole Woods of the UNC Wilmington Seahawks. 
And uh, we're just ecstatic here in the gas house in the Charlotte metro area. I'm sure people around the country that know you are extremely um, happy for you and sending their um, congratulatory uh, statements to you. Uh, but now the grind starts. Um, yes. I know you've had a, a little while to celebrate and say, woohoo, yeah, yeah, we, we're here. Um, <laughs> so what's that like, meeting the team and, and starting that process? You know, it's been great. The team has been amazing. Uh, they, they've had a, a rough go of it here the last few years. I'm their third coach in the last two years. And so, oh, wow. um, yes, it's, it's been a little up and down for them. And so, uh, you know, I just preach to them um, consistency. That's who I am. Um, and that's my number one thing to be able to give to them is a consistent voice, a consistent person. Um, you know this, Reb, uh, how you see me is how I am all of the time. You know, right. I treat people based off of who they are, not what they do. Um, and so that, that those are some things that, you know, culture-wise, just starting to pour into them as, as people, first and foremost. And then, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about you're only as good as the players around you. They make mm. us coaches look real good. And so... I really haven't done anything but recruit these first three weeks, almost a month uh, in terms of, you know, trying to fill some holes um, that we need filled here uh, in this first year. And um, so I've been focused on doing that uh, as well as building the staff to try to bring the um, bring the right people to Wilmington. I was told early on, you need to be slow to hire and quick to fire. So I'm being slow to hire. Well, I certainly understand what it means to build a team because any organization that's going to be successful has to have key persons around you, staff, um, coaching staff, supporting staff and players to be able to make it successful. And we all know that it, it takes a minute. Um, it's not going to happen overnight. And if you have instant success overnight, you need to be scared of it because sooner or later, the bottom's going to fall out. Um, That's right. Because you've got to be able to build it right so it can be sustainable over over a period of time and, and making right. those things happen. But uh, what was it like when you had to say to UNC Charlotte, uh, I think I'm getting ready to go to the coast? You know, um, we played in the conference tournament uh, that Wednesday. I believe we lost that Thursday. And then we had um, the weekend off and we were back in the office on Monday to, you know, start start at it. And right. um, I, I asked to meet with my boss, Kara Consuegra. And at this time, I had nothing. I didn't know for sure if I was going to go be a head coach, if I was going to go be a power five assistant. I just know, you know, it was time for me to move on. Um, I had a lot of signs that just, you know, kind of were confirming that one from first lady Williams with her telling me she was praying for me um, wow. regarding a, a huge, you know, change in my life. And she had no clue what I was uh, in the midst of battling with. And so wow. um, I met with uh, my boss that Monday. I told her I was leaving. Um, I said, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I want to help you prepare to, you know, get, you know, find my replacement. I want to help you with that. I want to help to get players in here before I leave. But I want you to, you know, be prepared. And who does that? Don't have a job. Don't know what you're, what you're going to do. 
but it was me, you know, stepping out of the boat, stepping out of wow. the boat and kind of burning my, you know, burning my boats to where, you know, hey, I can't go nowhere before from here. And the next day is when I got the call from UNCW. And so um, for me, for me to move, it has to be almost like a billboard with blinking lights saying, God, huh? man, Nicole, Nicole, uh -huh. you know, it, it's time. And, you know, that that's what it was for me. And so it was a it was a lengthy pro process, a few week process. But once everything was, you know, said and done, met with the players and that was a tearjerker. I can't believe I didn't cry. I'm a crybaby. I, I held it together pretty, pretty well. But it was a tearjerker as, you know, every one of the players that's come through there, um, you know, I had a hand in that as well as being there the last 10 years, you know, myself, my boss, I'm our athletic trainer. We've all been together for 10 years. And so it was a very wow. emotional, very emotional time. It still is, um, you know in terms of they're 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 gonna always be my family and I'm gonna always be a Niner fan and supporter. That's awesome. And 10 years, I can't really believe that it's been 10 years because see when you say 10 years, that makes me get in reflective <laughs> mode. <laughs> About what know. in the world have I been doing the last 10 years right. um, of things going forth and making it happen. You know, May is mental health awareness month. Mm -hmm. Um what do you think? I know you're not a therapist, you're not a psychologist, but the mental health of players mm -hmm. um, and their well-being is 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 significantly important to um, yes. building the team and the team being being successful. Talk about that just a minute, because to be somewhere for a while, you have to have a a strong mental um, uh, health uh, about yourself. Yeah, mental health is is extremely important. I think, uh, especially COVID, you know, really uh, brought mental health to a forefront because it was mm. tough. It was tough for all of us um, during that year, two years, year span with 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 COVID protocols and everything. And um, you know, I think when I, you know when I was coming up and for years, you know, mental health wasn't a thing. It was just work hard and push through it and pray about it. And look, right. there ain't nothing wrong with none of those things. But sometimes, you know, the good Lord has given us other resources to be able to help us to get through and navigate and to cope with different uh, different things that we have going on in our li lives. And, you know, I know I speak to my players all the time. Um, I, I touch base with them, seeing how they are. I'm not a counselor or a psychiatrist or anything like that, but I check on them to see how they're doing. I make sure they know about the resources that we have available um, if they need something other than just someone to talk to. Um, and I also give my players two mental health days a year. They can come in and they can say, coach, I need to take a mental health day. I'm going to ask them if they're okay. And if they say yes, they're going to be able to take that day. I don't care if it's game day. I don't care if it's the day before the game. Um, they're going to know the severity of that to where if they use those days, then they they must really need it. And um, you know, everybody talks about the the players. I'm the same way with my coaches. Nobody knows what it's like on our end of things. Right. And, right. you know, dealing with our own mental health and being responsible for these 15 or however many young ladies we have as well. It's a lot. And so um, I, I do my best to pour into them to, uh, you know, be engaged in their lives and to what's going on, how they're doing. I just feel like that when people 
feel better in their personal life, then things usually work pretty well in their professional life too. So I try to make sure that they have balance with both. And I think you're dead on it. I mean, individuals have to be sound and feel good about themselves in order to be able to give to a program um, and and to be able to share who they are uh, and making that happen. And from players to coaches and just your other general support uh, uh, support staff. So I applaud right. you uh, for those uh, two mental health days that they are able to have access to and that you have brought that to the forefront um, and right. that you are serious about what's going on. Because the last thing that you want to have happen is a player uh, or a staff or, a, or another coach who is really going through something and then the program ignores it because the only thing we're concerned about is that win. And right. uh, we know in some areas, you know, that's that's essentially what it is and how it goes right. down. Um, right. So, you know, I'm so glad that you have that focus. And I want to say to my grip family, listen, check on persons around you, family members mm -hmm. and friends and just ask them, uh, you know, are you good? Give them a call. Touch bases because it's real. Mental health is real. We'll talk about it later on in this month and and keep it pushing and going forth. Um, I know when you when people start talking about the Seahawks now, they're are these expectations. Nicole Woods <laughs> is in Wilmington, uh, the coast. She's down there. And, um, you know, I know you hear a lot of things. How do you handle, you know, what you're hearing and what the reality of the expectations can be in this upcoming season? Well, first of all, there's nobody's expectations of me that are higher than my own expectations. And so awesome. Um, awesome. I, I don't necessarily, you know, uh, let that sway me one way or the other. Um, my expectations for our team is for us to um, really um, get to know each other, um, really being tuned as a group um, into our, uh, our core values, who we are as people. We're going to work hard. Um, and we're going to be competitive. You know, those are things that um, I think it doesn't matter talent wise, you know, in terms of what you have and what you don't have. Those are some things that you can do. Um, I like to under promise and over deliver in all things. And so um, I, I can definitely promise you that we will do those things and we um, we're going to continue to build upon what we have. We had a lot of injuries last year, three ACLs and one broken leg. And those Ooh. four were, were, were set to be starters. And so, wow. you know, um, uh, the, the former coaching staff did the best they could in, in those dire situations. So, you know, we're working on getting healthy. Um, you know, again, working on bringing some more players um, into the fold to kind of fill some holes that we, that we currently have. And so I guess folks are just going to have to come and see how we turn out. Well, I'm certainly it's exciting. Um, it's exciting for us, um, certainly here in the gas house. If you're just tuning in to the grip, David Anthony here with the grip, gaining relevant, innovative perspectives, having this powerhouse conversation with Nicole Woods. It's exciting for us up here because um, when I've talked to people in the area and they have watched your career, 
known you from childhood up, known the injury that you suffered and all that you've gone through. And then to land here, you have a story to share with players. So you're not somebody who's just coming out of the stands and talking about, I want coach basketball because I've seen a right. few plays on a clipboard. You know, you've right. actually been in some games, some jerseys have been, you know, retired on your behalf. You know, you put the grind in and the work in to be where you are. So that that makes a, a big difference in, in what's taking place. So once again, I just say congratulations to you. However the season goes this year, we know in the gas house that Nicole Woods is going to put her entire heart and soul into the program. And most definitely, at the end of the day, it's about those young ladies, right? That's right. That's right. It's about them and, and their experience. You know, I was taught early on as a coach what the definition of a coach was through mm. um, uh, a head, one of the um, assistant coaches for the UNC Tar Heel women's basketball, Adrian Walters. And when I was a graduate assistant, I sat in at a round table he did at my first final four. And he talked about the definition of a coach and he gave us an analogy. He said, all right, well, you know, he, he asked us, of course, to tell them what a coach was. And we all gave our definitions. And then he said, well, let me let me ask you this. He said, when you fly um, on an airplane, you fly first class and you fly what? And we said coach. He said, what's another name for a train car? And we said a coach. He said, what's another name for a Greyhound bus? And we all said a coach. And he said, all right, well, what do those things have in common? And we said, they're, you know, their transportation. He said, exactly. That's your job as a coach, to transport these young girls into young, productive citizens for this country by the time they leave. And that's, that's my great commission that I gained, um, you know, back in 2009 that I still hold true today. It's helping them get where they want to go in life and being able to win a few games in the process. Yeah, I think winning a few games and having that energy going in that auditorium and all that kind of good stuff is just going to be the the tipping of the iceberg for it to happen. Uh, I'm sure uh, that the players and uh, the city will begin to rally around because you bring that kind of that kind of energy no matter where you go and what you do. So we're, we're so excited um, to be able to see what's going to take place. Listen, before we get out of here, you know we got to talk sports uh, okay. because there's a whole lot going on. It's like crazy stuff. So uh, I'm going to throw out some names, and I am just want you to kind of just tell me what you think. Coach Prime. Okay. I love Coach Prime. Um, I was a Coach Prime fan before he was Coach Prime when he was just Dion doing his celebratory dance. Um, uh, you know, I love, I love coach prime. I think that, um, you know, he's, he's used what he has. He's used the NIL and he's used the ability to move people to get mm -hmm. uh, where he wants in, in life in terms of as a coach and, uh, his success is a, is a direct, uh, relation, uh, indirect relation to that. So I'm a coach prime fan. That's great. I think he's doing some amazing things. Uh, he's always in the hot seat. I'm constantly seeing articles about him. It's going to be interesting to see what they look like when they take the field uh, for the very first real time uh, in the mm -hmm. football season um, to be able to come and making uh, making it happen. So we'll we'll see what's what's going to happen. Carolina Panthers. What do you think about their first round pick? 
Well, I'm happy, you know, about it, of course. Um, I, I don't, I'll be honest, you know, I know we need a lot more than a quarterback. And so um, I, I'm excited. Um, you know, I, I don't really know much about our new coach yet. So, which is kind of a good thing because I don't uh. want to go into it with any any biases one way or the other. I'm going I'm to watch and see what he does and how he puts this thing together. But I'm excited. I, I was pretty disappointed the last couple of years. And you know you know how big of a fan I am. And I, I might have watched one full game last year. So right. I'm looking forward to, to getting back uh, on the bandwagon and us uh, being able to turn the corner as well. The Steph Curry-LeBron James battle. Uh, can can Steph and them come back or are they done? You know, I don't know, to be honest. Uh, this is going to tell you how busy I've been. I haven't even watched much NBA at all this year. I know that's crazy, wow. isn't it? Well, no, I you're a head coach. Much. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched. I know. I haven't watched much, you know. Um, I do think um, yeah, folks can say what they want to say, but an, an inspired LeBron James is hard to beat, you know, even when Steph scores a million points. And, um, you know, I, I'm not a, a Anthony Davis fan. I call him the 10 man, but the fact that, that he or street clothes, <laughs> the, ten, or street the clothes, 10 man, the 10 man, that's Charles Barkley, you know, calls him. I, you know, I, you can't trust him as far as you can throw him, but, when he's on, you know, when he's on and they have a, a lot of supporting, uh, supporting uh, cast members that have been doing pretty well for him. So, you know, I'm always pulling for my boy Steph, but it might it's going to be an uphill battle for him for sure. Yeah, I think the, they needed to have one. Um, they, they needed to have a one to even that series and, and, and making right. it going going forth. Do you like what's right. happening with Booker and KD? You know, I do like uh, what's happening with them. They just, you know, I almost feel like they gave up too much, you know, to mm. be able to get him. They need one other player. You know, CP3, you know, I love him too, but he's just old now and he just can't sustain health-wise like he, like he used to be able to. And they don't have right. that consistent other player um, for them. And so it's just a KD Booker show, you know, isolation, isolation, isolation. And at some point that that's just going to break down. And I think that's been their problem here in this series. MVP Embiid or the Joker. Again, I didn't watch much this year, but um, I, I think it's been a, the last couple of years. It could have been either one of them. It could have been either one of them. The Joker to me, I mean, I've watched, I watched him play my Hornets a couple of times and it's just amazing what he can do. And I'm sure, um, you know, Embiid is the same way. Um, you know, I, I guess is it could it could have gone either way. I'm gonna say it's NB's time. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that somebody else will get an opportunity for that shine time. Last question here, and we're going forth as it relates to women's college basketball and the women who have now received an opportunity to play in uh, the women's NBA, um, and mm -hmm. to see the number of players that went from. Uh, South Carolina and some of these other schools. What does right. that say to you now about women's basketball? Are you feeling better about it now um, in terms of what's going forth? Uh, or do you think there's still a lot of more room for growth? 
Yeah, I feel great about it. You know, I, I think we're at a place where we can expand. Uh, the WNBA can expand to have more teams because there's mm. so many deserving young ladies that can play, um, that can really play. That are getting cut from these teams just because they can only have a certain amount of players on their rosters. And right. I think that you know that the the game needs to grow in that in that regard and have more opportunities here, so that they don't have to feel like they have to go overseas to play and make their money. Yeah, we need to stay from overseas. Uh, yeah. That's enough. <laughs> enough said for that. Nicole, thank you so much for coming and hanging out on The Grip today. And uh, we are just praying your strength and the success of the program. I know you're going to breathe new life into what's happening as you engulf that beach water uh, <laughs> down in Wilmington and go forth and do some amazing things. Listen, if I left anything with you, I would say, as I've been purporting around here in the gas house for a little bit now, less is best and more is mess. So keep that mm -hmm. on your heart as you That's go right. forth. Less is best and more is mess. So uh, work with that just a little bit in your heart and your mind. Final words from you before we go. Thank you for everybody. Um, at once I received the job, the announcement hit. I think I got up to 765 text messages. And wow. I, I just got to the place where I responded to everybody, but I didn't get a chance to really touch social media like I would have loved to. So please accept this as my thank you to everyone who reached out um, to congratulate me, to say thank you. I appreciate everything. Um, I hope that you will follow the, the Seahawks this year. Um, follow us on social media um, as well as, you know, we'd love to have some, some of you to come out for some games. So season tickets are on sale now. Sounds great. Nicole, uh, thank you so much for taking your, your time today. I know you got a busy schedule. It's always a pleasure when you can stop through the grip and know that you've always got a standing invitation with me as long as I got my platform and my program to come through and holler at your boy. So have a good one. God bless you. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Rip. All right, David Anthony here with The Grip. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. We're going to talk a little bit more in depth about it as we go forth. God bless you, man. Have a great day.